welcome everyone to this Central Rivers AEA Learning On Demand podcast. I'm Beth Strike, and I'm the Director of Creative Services and Communications. I'm here today to talk with Jen Sigrist, Director of Educational Services and a leading expert on future-ready practices in the state, if not the nation, really. Welcome, Jen. Thanks, Beth. Great to be here. Today, we're going to talk about learner engagement and going beyond compliance. We're really going to talk about a student mindset. So, Jen, let's talk here a minute. I mean, don't we want kids to be compliant? Oh, sure. There are always times where compliance is important. Um, I mean, when we think about an emergency and calling 911, you don't want someone to be debating that. It's absolutely a, you, call 911. Oh, I need to do that. And same with, oh gosh, some orders in the military. I suppose it would be very similar. There are some things that you don't debate and a compliant behavior can be important. Um, so that's certainly what we, what we want in, in crisis and emergency situations and for safety. But when we're thinking about learning, um, and, and that's really what I'm excited to get to today uh, with you, Beth, is this idea of having a compliance mindset just not fitting with a learning environment. Okay. So say more about that. You know, when I think about when I was a student, I really just wanted to, it was almost like I wanted to perform. I wanted to meet whatever requirements the teacher would put in front of me. And so it wasn't so much about the learning. It was about meeting targets or performing for adults or, I mean, of course, I wasn't always like that. My teachers would beg to differ. But uh, (laughs) tell me how this is different, really. Yeah. Well, when, when we respond to someone and, you know, in, a, in that compliant mindset where I'm only doing something because you say, um, we, we do that because uh, we want to give them what they want. Um, and then we hear things like, well, will this be on the test? Or how many points is it worth, right? Like we're, we're trying to figure out um, when we're just following directions, you know, what we get out of it. Um, it's a do this, uh, what will be the outcome? Um, so again, back to that emergency situation. You call 911. Yes, we need help. You know, these are just very black and white kinds of, of responses in a compliant thinking. But when we think about this learning experience that we're trying to create for kids, where they're having this ownership of their learning, a compliance mindset isn't going to get us the results that we want. To really have kids be engaged in learning, they have to be. Um, more autonomous in their thinking, more, you know, moving past compliance into that commitment, connection, and intrinsic motivation to to the learning process. That's where engagement really happens for them. Okay, so that's really important because otherwise they're not, I mean, they don't they sort of lose out on the passion for learning and it doesn't lead to, you know, more inquisitive thinking and all of that and the curiosity isn't there if they're really just meeting compliance targets, if right. you will. Right, and I'm yeah. going to forget it. I'm likely memorizing it. If you're, if I'm doing it for compliance, I'm likely memorizing it, checking the box, and then as soon as that box is checked, it's out the other, uh, other end. You know, we forget it. We've all had classes like that, I'm sure. So how do we do this? How can we engage um, kids, and, and how can we help them to shift their mindset? Yeah, there's some practices that we can use as teachers to really help students um, move their mindset to a more, um, you know, making connections and really being more intrinsic about their engagement. First, I would say, as educators, if we can really make clear the intended outcomes, um, where we're going to end up in this learning journey, 
um, our intentions, that's a huge step in helping kids move beyond compliance. And that may not be um, evident right up front, but if you think about it, if I can tell you, or I can hook you as a student into this learning, like, here's where we're going, this is why, then I can process that as a learner and be like, okay, now I know what I need to make connections to. Now I know what I need to listen for. Where if I'm just saying, we're gonna go here, and then we're gonna go here, and you know, and I'm taking you to all the stops along the way, and you don't know where our end outcome is, right. you're just following along. You're riding in the car, you're getting out at the convenience store when your parents tell you to, you don't understand where you're going in the journey. So one of the very first things, and, and we've said this in other series in this podcast about student agency, that one of the first things we can do is really make clear to the students what the learning outcomes um, are for the, the unit, the, the lesson. And do you think this is a hard shift for kids to make? Um, I, I do think it takes practice, mm-hmm. yes, because it's easier, right? If we're just checking something off and moving on, that's, that's easier. Um, when you ask me to really grapple with something, that takes more thinking. Um, but if it's something that I'm interested in and I see the connections, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to remember it better. I'm going to be more engaged in it. And the more engaged I am in learning, the more we're going to see you know, that better outcome for students. Yeah. So learning would look a lot different if that's how we approached it for sure. So, you know, providing opportunities for kids to explore, for them to make connections. Um, what If you were thinking about some advice for a teacher to start this, you know, um, really making this shift in the classroom, and I know we're going to get into that into a future podcast, right? So today is a little bit more about the student's mindset, but we also have to really think about shifting uh, the mindset of the teacher as well, yeah. which we'll get into. So what, what other advice would you give to teachers well, to doing, for doing this? Beth, you, you kind of hit on it right there, providing opportunities to explore. So um, often, as an educator, we want to pack every day full of all the things I'm going to have kids do. Um, and so shifting that a little as a teacher to provide opportunities for kids to explore topics Um, It could be anything as a starting point. It might be, um, okay, we're about to delve into this chapter in the textbook. This is reality. We have textbooks in lots of situations. Giving them a chance to explore it first to see what catches their eyes. Maybe it's the pictures, but maybe it's something that you weren't planning on going in depth with, but they really latched onto it for whatever reason. Um, that exploration can help with classroom discussions later on, can provide some richness in their work that, you know, if you were giving them all of the, the information, they might not have had. Mm-hmm. So that opportunity to explore could look like that, you know, that just time for the textbook all the way to, hey, here's a database. I trust this database. The AEA provides lots of those resources where you know it can be trusted explore anything related to this topic. You know, if this is where we're going in that learning journey, right, that first recommendation I had about making that learning outcome clear, I'm gonna give you 20 minutes, go explore. What connections can you make? What can you find? And just share, just share that excitement. You know, I found something about this. How often have we done that as an adult where we're on one place and we click and then we click Uh, again and again? That's the best. Don't they call that like flow? Like when you're in the midst of something and you lose track of time and it just... Right, right. And curiosity just takes you away. Where did I even start? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, building that into your classroom, that can be a great way to really enrich your conversations, get kids excited about something and make connections with your intended learning outcome that they might not have made otherwise. 
Um, the other piece that I would add is maybe moving to like that inquiry-based approach. Um, so often we think kids just understand how to ask questions. And one of the first things to do in an inquiry-based approach is really teach students how to ask thoughtful questions. You know, those ones are like, why, why? No, not those, going deeper than that and <laughs> right. really, really expanding on, on their questioning skills. We just kind of assume that they have it, um, but that's a learned skill. It's a learned skill to be able to be, you know, as I'm exploring, what do I wonder about and what question would I want to answer by exploring this more? So, you know, if I looked back at those three kind of recommendations, you're making it clear where you're going to go. You're giving them time to do some exploration along the way, um, not just at the beginning, but even throughout the, the learning experience. And then you're teaching them to ask good questions. Well, those are all engaging. I mean, I'm feeling engaged just even thinking about that. Um, if I can ask good questions and have this opportunity to explore the answers, knowing that I still have the support of the teacher to get there, um, I'm going to be more engaged. And my mindset is shifting from I'm doing it because you told me so to I'm doing it because I'm interested in it. I'm making connections and I'm feeling that flow um, yeah. that you just talked about earlier, Beth. It sounds so freeing. Like it sounds... Uh, and it also sounds, I have to tell you, like a lot less work for the teacher in a sense. Like once you've got your targets very clear, like the student is doing the heavy lifting. They're doing the exploring and the learning and the teacher is there more as a guide versus providing all the content and keeping the focus very narrow. So Right, yeah. right. Freeing that teacher up to not feel like they have to have all the answers. I mean, honestly, with the Internet, there's no way for them to compete with the amount of information. But what is a teacher? a great connector, someone you can trust for next steps, someone that can say, hey, that doesn't look like a reliable source. Let's dig into that more. They don't have to be the know-it-all that, that we felt like we had to be before you know, we had such information at our, at our fingertips. Love it. Anything else you want to add? Well, I think there's some language, Beth, that I would recommend for teachers to consider. Um, Maybe getting rid of a few things from their, their speech or using this a far, far less often. If we stopped using things like, um, you'll need to know this for the test. Mm. You know, when students ask, why do I need, oh, it'll be on the test. That generates a compliance kind of response from a student's thoughts. So removing that language to um, something that might be more like, well, um, what would you want to do with this next? Why, how could we use this? Why, why would we want to know know how these people responded to this um, you know what could we do with that information how does it apply to today um, that and this is one I'm guilty as a, as a parent uh, because I said so totally language that works for compliance thinking so if you're telling them to do mm -hmm. the dishes that might work but if you want <laughs> them to learn and really be engaged in this deeper process using more phrases like well what did you find interesting um, or uh, how did you connect to that situation? Those would help, um, you know, just broaden the thinking uh, and mindset of the student to move beyond, because you told me to, compliant thinking, to deeper, really more engaged um, opportunities for learning. Love it. This has been great, Jen. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Beth. Yeah. All right. So we'll, um, I know we're definitely going to focus a little bit more in our next podcast on how do you build this into your instructions. So we'll take a deeper dive into that and ownership of learning. But for now, this has been another learning on demand podcast. Mm -hmm.